0: Tom, when you are going about cleaning Mm -hmm. your home, Mm -hmm. how do you go about just thinking about like getting rid of stuff? Getting rid of stuff? You meaning like doing a clean
1: out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a clean out. Ever since I moved to this apartment, and that was years and years ago, I did such an enormous purge from my old apartment to this one that I really got into what's her name joy Mar- marie kondo marie kondo i, I did sparks joy No, that she wasn't around yet when i moved or she was and i don't know and clearly i didn't even know her name just now but i got rid of so <laughs> many movies so many books i just made a big fire in the front lawn no i donated them of course <laughs> and i loved that so much that now i'm just Keeping that, <laughs> I like that I'm saying that, and I'm looking at my desk, which is cluttered beyond repair. <laughs> so certain parts, little parts of my life, are very good and clutter-free. And <laughs> yes. even for instance, I don't know if this is related enough, but I have a deal with myself because I still buy DVDs and Blu-rays every once in a while if there's something that sure. I really love. I have yeah. a deal now that I have a buy one, donate one. I'm not one I in have one to, out. Like, one
0: in one out. Exactly.
1: Yep. From now on. Because there's just a pile of them on the floor. <laughs> How about you? Why so do you that, how's, that, how's
0: that going for you? Great. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't count if the one out is a pile on your floor. It does not count. You have to actually get it out of your house. Well. That's the rule. My trunk is filled with DVDs. <laughs> I'll donate them soon enough. I, we are in the middle of a purge at our really? house. It's the 2021 purge. And what we do in the month of January is every day of the month, you have to give away that number of things in your home. You have to declutter that many things. One through 12. And we... One through, I'm sorry, 31. It's the month of January, oh, month. Oh, the days. I thought you were going each month. Oh, got it. No. Huh? What kind of purge is that over the course of a year?
1: <laughs> Goodbye, pencil. <laughs> I know. You would never <laughs> get anywhere. Fair enough. I didn't think that So... True.
0: Wow. So if it is well thought out and you plan and strategize the things, the rooms that you're going through, it can be very easy and efficient. And we've done it a number of years. In fact, we have this little photos, shared photo album with some friends that do it with us. And it's called the Blood Oath Challenge. And (laughs) it turns out after three or four years, it's not really a blood oath at all. It's really easy because we all have a lot of crap. Right. And I liken it to the Jenga tower that is my life. And yesterday (laughs) I got into my closet and I pulled the wrong Jenga thing. And so I'll show you what today's looks like. Just if you were on the live stream, you would see that my, I don't know, can you even see my closet here this is the debris the couch is full of about 300 cables yeah an old photo umbrella some hard drive stuff a microphone but there's a cat water thing there yeah. and a rolling a, suitcase a, a ball gag? of b be- <laughs> okay we're going back up <laughs> We're going to turn off the camera. Oh, that was great. That was a really great little exercise. So that's what happened. Stuff poured out of my closet. And I just wanted to share three things with you yeah. that I found in my closet that caused me great anxiety. Oh, no. All of that is a preamble for three things. Yeah. One, food. Mostly protein bars. Oh, okay. That's, all stale. Okay. Yeah. All stale. Some of them looked like they had been melted and then gone stale. Like oh, no. There's not. It's a... Non-zero number of protein bar trash. Got it. <laughs> because I have this, the way I sit, like I've, I, or I'm not sitting, I, at my stand-up desk, I have this like sliding door closet right next to me, right on my left. And I can just put stuff on the little shelf in there and close it and not think about it anymore. So that happened. There's just food. Now food is, it's gross. And it causes yeah. me anxiety because you, know, you shouldn't have just food like ants. And it's just ugh, oh, awful. It's yeah. just awful. But then we get to the second thing, and that is body debris. Yeah, I found a horrific a, combination a, of words. Yeah, I know. I found a coaster, like a drink coaster. We yep. have these wooden coasters full of fingernail clippings. What? Yeah.
1: Why, I know. you weird I know. Howard Hughes wannabe? <sighs>
0: I don't know how, like, where does my system break down in the day where, A, I'm clipping my nails not into a trash can or outside, but I am doing it into a coaster where one puts drinks. (laughs) And then, like, why would I have said, at what point would I have said, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to set this coaster of fingernail clippings in my closet Did you think that your closet was the trash can? <laughs> I know what happens when stuff goes in the closet. Need we go back to the aforementioned food? Right. The stale food? It melts okay. and then gets stale. <laughs> right. Everything you put in and there. Everything it does. And the third thing I found, which is something that I really it's become very important to me, is this. Now, I'm showing it to you on the live screen oh, stream. Do you know what this is? It looks
1: like a fake potato. Oh, that rhymes. But yeah. what is it? No, I don't know what that is. It looks like a radio
0: that's a potato. It is a potato, and it has these silver discs all over it. And those discs are electrically charged, Tom. And it is called the Shocktato. And I'm not kidding. You can see it. It's written there. It's called Shocktato. What? Is this an
1: invention that you made?
0: I didn't make it. It's actually uh, based on the child's game Hot Potato, where when you turn it on, it plays music and you have to throw it around and to it each other. You and if whoever like... catches it, it shocks you. And there are three modes. There's lame, there's normal, and there's extreme. So aggressive. And lame just like tickles you. It's like nothing. Normal gives you a little shot. And it, it, extreme, it, sh- it shocks you a lot while you're holding it you feel it all the way up your wrist it's like a really? horrible thing yeah and and so it gives this game is incredibly difficult to play it gives me great stress why would you ever want to play that wow i do this thing i play it it plays music and so i hold it very carefully by the plastic parts i put it on extreme and i'll hold it like this yeah and it's just it's like a game of like finger knives that that oh, finger from split alien. From so, alien because when the music stops it's going to be lit up What's but the you song? I can't see it. One, two, three. Oh. And then I'm start. getting
1: I'm predicting like a here it goes around the mulberry bush. No, it's it's Oh, yes. it's the theme from Psycho. That alone! Even if it didn't shock, I don't like that potato. Yeah. No, that was a <laughs> for the win that literally just happened <laughs> oh no are you okay <laughs> you're shock tatered yourself oh, my God. <laughs> oh no pete you've been shock tatered <laughs> don't pick it up just kick
0: it out the door <laughs> it's the song i don't know I don't know. And I'm the one who bought it. I bought it as like a family gag gift for Christmas yeah. some years ago. Look, all these things give me anxiety. I'm an anxious person. And like finding them again, it has caused great stress again <laughs> and no. thought spiraling and horrible things. And also a potato that you hold in your hand and shocks the sh- Get out of you if you don't give it to someone else in time. It seems like the perfect mascot, not only for this show, Tom, but anxiety writ large. F- you anxiety, go shock someone else. Welcome to What's That Smell, a sometimes funny podcast about humans and their anxieties. I'm Pete Wright. And I'm Tommy Metz III. And each and every week, we drag one of our deepest, darkest anxieties into the light to share it, learn about it, and hopefully laugh about it with all of you. Reach out. Send us the story of your anxieties. Just visit what's whatsthatsmell.net. There's a button right at the top of the website and you press it and it'll take you to a form where you can send us your anxieties you can go ahead and be anonymous if you'd like you can share your name and email address if you'd like you can tell us your name and then tell us not to share it we'll do that too uh, and then you can share it here with us your anxiety so we can talk about it on the show What's net. and with that i will go first I, I need to talk to you about space and about how you handle experiences of space. You mean so outer space? I'd like to start like, no, oh, like just, space just physical, around you. physical, okay. physical space. Because we're on you. record so, for saying outer space is the worst. No, it's the worst. We agree yeah. on, on that yeah. a lot. And I think that may be the ultimate embodiment of the anxiety that I'm going to talk about oh, uh, okay. with you today. How do you feel? When you are standing in line, let's go back more than a year at mm-hmm. this point. Just take yourself back. What is your sense experience of standing in line for the TSA at the Los Angeles International Airport mm-hmm. on, a, on, let's say, a Christmas travel season? Mm-hmm. And you get up and you're in the ropes and there are a bazillion people behind you and nothing but... TSA officers and bags in front of you. Mm-hmm. How do you feel at that moment? <laughs> so relaxed.
1: No, <laughs> it's just it's like waiting in line in a sauna. No, it is because <laughs> it's usually too hot. Because it's hot and it stinks. Right. It's What's wrong with your sauna? <laughs> is it? It just did
0: it. Did you hear it? The shock potato coming to... back to life. <laughs> yeah, it came back to life. Anyway, go
1: ahead. No, it's not great. It's a very, there's very little going on personally to equal the amount of just ambient stress that's happening. Yeah. Because it yeah. involves travel. It involves usually people by then are already fed up with the rest of the human race. So there's just always nervousness and anxiety
0: and a feeling like uh, there's a chance something can really just go wrong. I think that's my experience of it too. And I, I think anytime I'm in line and I get to the point where there are like ropes and suddenly I'm in the ropes and I can't do anything about it. If I, I know that in order for me to achieve my destination, I have to stand in this space, I get a little bit wigged out. That's that increases my stress and Oh, is it claustrophobia almost? Like that's emotional why I think this is interesting. Yeah. We've talked about claustrophobia a bit on the show. We've talked about elevators, we talked about buried alive. Mm -hmm. why does that keep biting me in the butt (laughs) i don't know why i keep doing this stupid show but (laughs) but this is a variant and i would like to introduce it to you as a listener submission oh okay i didn't see where this was going excellent excellent please continue this listener submission comes from the fantastic hillary hi Hillary. hillary says first Thanks for this podcast. It truly makes me feel less alone and crazy. Uh I have a fear of being trapped. This can manifest as claustrophobia, although it's not the enclosed space that bothers me as much as the feeling of being stuck. I really don't like traveling by plane, not because flying scares me, but because I hate the feeling that once you are on the plane, you're stuck there until they let you off. Another example... A few years ago, when the solar eclipse was visible in the U.S., my husband and son really wanted to drive to where it was visible in totality. That meant driving on the one north-south highway in Idaho to the relative middle of nowhere in tender-dry conditions with thousands of other people at the same time. I envisioned being trapped (laughs) in a day-long traffic jam full of drunk idiots and forest fires bearing down on us. I knew that it... No, she's really making a meal out of it. I knew that any such catastrophe was unlikely, but it ate at me so much in the week or so leading up to the trip that I finally just decided to stay home. When they got home from the trip, full of stories of how great it was, despite being stuck in a two-hour traffic jam on the way back, I was sad that I let my anxiety get the better of me. I do think it has hurt my desire to travel in general, Thanks again for the great podcast. You make me laugh when I really need it, and you truly make a difference. Thank you, Hillary, for the submission, for Thank you, Idaho, telling us Hillary. the story. No, Ohio, Idaho, which one was Idaho. it? Idaho. Idaho. It's Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't quite claustrophobia. You get the difference. What we're talking about is she sets up that context. Very
1: much so, because you, yes, very much so. You're more stuck yeah. in a location than stuck in a very small space. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have said any of those words.
0: <laughs> They're great words, although I can expand on them further, because I, in researching this, it's fascinating the extent to which we interpret our experience of being trapped when it comes to this anxiety. Okay. So claustrophobia, just to to set the stage, claustrophobia is the fear of small places, Mm -hmm. right? It may cause panic when entering a small space— right may cause anticipatory anxiety so just thinking about a small Mm -hmm. space may cause you to get the wiggins what we're (laughs) talking about here is Mm. clythrophobia. Clythrophobia. c-l-e-i-t-h-r-o-p-h-o-b-i-a in a row that makes clithrophobia that is the fear of being trapped how long has it been
1: since we've had a legitimately named phobia
0: because yeah, lately, I know. It's this like, season, it's always yeah. like,
1: too tight phobia. <laughs>
0: come on, guys. <laughs> Use a word. Make up something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so they've come up with this word. It is the fear of being trapped. You might be completely fine with small spaces, provided there is a visible way out. Huh. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So it may cause that panic sense if you're locked in and you might be terrified of a very large space. Right. There is no way out if your jail cell
1: is the size of your apartment, but it's still a jail cell. Yes. That's scary. If, if you
0: can't get out, right. that's what causes claustrophobia. So you can see there's a lot of overlap between claustrophobia yeah. and claustrophobia, right? Yes. It may be that there's a small space and a way out and you can get out. That's, that would be uh, an indication of claustrophobia if you're still terrified of that space, if it causes you to have that anxiety. But if you happen to be in a small space with no way out. Right. You got to, your are going to start raising the, their hands. So that's where it is. The difference is that the focus of the anxiety is on the exit specifically and not the size of the space or confinement. Yeah. So let's just work through some examples quiz show style, and we'll see if, if we can figure out which trigger. Are, are you triggering claustrophobia, clythrophobia, or both? Clostroclythro clythro okay yes, got it so let's go back to our our TSA example. What are you feeling if you are stuck in the TSA line? I would think Clythrophobia because you're
1: not while people are near you, the area you're in is vast.
0: It's an enormous yes. room yeah the thing that's triggering for me about that is you're not only stuck in the space, you're stuck in a process right. You can't get out. And that's what gets to the emotional bit that that Hillary's talking about, too, which is if I choose to escape this place, I can get out. But if I choose to escape this place, I am choosing not to travel. I'm choosing to say no to the family reunion or the whatever it is. And, and you're that, in a
1: room filled with security people looking for yeah errant or aberrant a- behavior. And so if all yes. of a sudden you're like, nope, can't do this, and just start go. unclipping all the <laughs> you're going to be on a lot of different weird watch lists. That's right.
0: <laughs> That's right. They love it when you start unclipping the ropes, yeah. too. You should definitely try that. Okay. How about once you actually get through TSA and you get on the airplane, what are we triggering if you're feeling anxiety there? If I would think
1: bo- both. Depending on how tall you are, you definitely can't. It's definitely Clythro because, oh, yes. wait, oh, wait, has the plane taken off? Let's say yes. Then it's definitely Clythro because there's no escaping. You can unclip all the ropes you want. You're still way uh-huh. high up in the air. But then Claustro, yeah, it's with the way that airlines hate people. You're in a very yeah. tight sort of space. God forbid you have to use the restroom which is half the size of your seat.
0: That was my next one on the list. Oh, really? An, airport or an airplane bathroom. So now we're triggering, we're triggering claustro. Yeah. You have to use the bathroom or you make a mess, <laughs> but there is an exit, right, from the bathroom.
1: Oh, I keep forgetting about this exit thing.
0: right. Okay. Yes. If you're on the plane and you're experiencing claustrophobia, that is the anxiety. You can't get off the plane, but while you it's can flying. make the
1: restroom. You can get out and go to a bigger place. Got it.
0: The restroom. You could go to a bigger oh, place. Okay. How about you're in a long line at the grocery store. <sighs> <clears throat> <clears throat> Do you, is it tri- would it be Neither. triggering for you really at all? Neither. Okay, that's fine. How about this? Am no, I talking this for is the me? One that is or am I talking me. for like a proverbial? Yeah, we'll see. Nobody knows. No, Nobody knows. Now one's you're at a long line at the grocery store, and now you're next in line, and so you're between the candy bars and the conveyor belt, uh-huh. and there's people behind you and baggers and people in front of you, and now the only thing you can do is pay and watch your food go by.
1: What would trigger me is if all of a sudden I realized I forgot something. Huge. Then I would feel like I was trapped. <laughs>
0: totally. Because you it's
1: can't rude to leave and run. And now, yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah, that that feels weirdly confining, even though I could probably just say, hi, it's called a banana. I'll be right back.
0: Yeah, right. And who buys <laughs> one banana anyways <laughs> at the grocery store? Who stands store? in line and waits for that? Yeah. You know what? You just go find a road banana. Right. You're fine. <laughs> all right. You're sitting in an open coffin in a funeral home. What? What (laughs)
1: Your hypothetical situations are going down a weird path.
0: (laughs) You're sitting in an open... (laughs) In a funeral home. You're just checking them out. Like maybe you're shopping and you want to see if it's comfortable. (laughs) I guess it would be, but it's open. I would think a little
1: it would just be claustrophobic because you can easily get out and hmm. it's open so it's like leg claustrophobic <laughs>
0: leg claustrophobic it's like a canoe all of this I'm surprised how seriously you took that one it was all an excuse for me to talk about being buried alive again oh. and <laughs> that's that's awful it has its entire own anxiety but I was gonna let you just go anyway do you know so, what I just
1: figured out though what coffins are kayaks for dead people <laughs> Because you put your legs in, just the top of you. (laughs) The
0: real trick of this is that this can be very serious. And the the most heartbreaking example that I came up with in my research was a gentleman who was struggling with claustrophobia. And his experience was that he was trapped in the air. Oh, what? He felt like the air touching his body was inescapable. And oh. that he was constantly trapped in it. Oh, that's so horrifying. you get a sense, like, we, we're we laughing about the the goofy things and the sure. uh, standing in line at the TSA, but this can be an excruciatingly oh. terrifying anxiety. And I forgot um, about the
1: sad part that Hillary said that she just, she elected to not go on the trip. Yeah. So right. So for it to be that forbidding that she missed a
0: family trip is sad. Very sad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that with systematic desensitization, cognitive behavioral therapy, like you can be talked through it. Sure. And so we've talked about that before. I did find one therapist who said if you have milder symptoms, if you have anxiety that you feel like you're in control over, but it makes you feel like you get a stomachache, you have nausea, those sorts of things. You should probably treat this like you're casing a a, a heist for a heist, right? Okay, Why? Yeah. Think about leaving yourself an escape route from everywhere you are where you feel like you might feel trapped. Interesting. If you're shopping, whatever it is, case the joint, right? Right. Find your exits first. If you feel like there's an issue with the bathroom door that you're in and your bathroom door lock sticks, maybe go in and open a window just so you know that if worse comes to worse, you've tested the exit. And you could get out that way. If you're going into a a building, make sure you maybe drive around the building and look at where the exits are and make sure that there are places to get out. If you're in a crowded movie theater, if we ever do that again, make sure that your theater has an exit that is nearby. Those things, even if you don't, have to sit next to an exit in a movie theater, still just knowing it's there. Yeah. It is affirming. That yeah. is exactly what it is. And it'll make you feel calm in certain situations and allow you to take more of a part in the event and not be overwhelmed by the anxiety. In some cases, you may just need to have some sort of a medication, medical intervention because it's you're trapped in air. That's a thing that's truly debilitating. There is one last trick that I read about that I don't believe we've ever talked about on this show. It was new to me. It is called the thought stopping and controlling obsessive thoughts tool. I kind of ran out of steam there. Yeah. Okay. I did. It's not. That it was not a good Make headline. Make a acronym of that. T S C O T I G. Oh, the ticker cutting. Yeah. Yeah. So this is. I thought this was good, and I think this would work for you because you'd spend a lot of time talking to. Objects. <laughs> so you won't be seen as an oddball at all right. when you're when you're doing this. Uh, so, one, when you experience a recurring thought, <laughs> I admit I'm going to struggle getting through this now because I'm imagining you do it. <laughs> when you come up with a, a recurring thought or something that you want to stop, whether you're standing in the grocery store looking at your Oreo cookies or maybe you're in the deli, a crowded deli i want you to yell stop oh. loud with your mouth hole because oh, loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yell stop because yelling stop creates that sensitivity cycle right you're hearing it not from your inside voice because you're if you're having an obsessive thought spiral your inside voice is the one you're already trained to ignore Because the spiral is a spiral for a reason. But if you're in control of yourself enough to hit that outside voice, you'll hear the voice as someone else. So yell, stop. Number two, negate the bad thought in a positive way by exchanging the negative thought for a positive one. Replace I cannot or I will not with I can or I will eat you, Oreo cookie. Don't worry. (laughs)
1: I Take will be a... your best friend, Deli. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this out loud, right? Okay, yeah, this right. all is out loud. Okay. Take
0: a deep breath or learn a breathing relaxation technique to help you relax instead of feeling anxiety and say the peaceful thought out loud or in your mind repeatedly until the bad thought disappears. Uh, again, emphasis on out loud. To You want to create that loop. You so want to hear the other voice.
1: If I did, so, I'm, so I, I would go something like, <gasps> Stop. I love
0: you, Delhi, because that what we're <laughs> yeah. that's what it's going to say like. No, you like. nailed it. In one. I, I can't believe it. Tomorrow. Yeah, at the store <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> you're doing great. You nailed it. <laughs> Complete these steps every time you notice a recurring thought. That's it. Thank you so much, Hillary. You're amazing. And I hope Thank that you, you have a chance to chuckle along with us a little bit and not fear the TSA so much and try not to get a middle seat for sure because they're the worst. Um, you gave me so many hypotheticals. Can I give you one?
1: And you can tell me if it's clythrophobia, claustrophobia, other? No,
0: I don't think so. I feel like this is a setup, and we've been doing this long enough that I should know better.
1: Can you, uh, here, okay, so here it is. What if you are trapped in a (laughs) (laughs) shock-tato? In June of 2007, 21-year-old Ben Carpenter of Paw Paw, Michigan, got a boost that no one saw coming. Carpenter, who suffers from muscular dystrophy, was strapped into his electric wheelchair and crossing a street in front of a large truck, stopped for a red light. Carpenter was still in front of the truck when the light turned green, but was too low for the truck driver to see him, and the truck headed out. The truck bumped into the side of the wheelchair, which then started turning forward, its handles becoming lodged in the grill. This began Mr. Carpenter's wild ride, where Carpenter and his wheelchair was pushed about three and a half miles down the Red Arrow Highway at speeds of over 50 miles per hour. Eventually, other motorists were able to flag down the shock truck driver, and the wild ride came to an end. Good news, Ben Carpenter was incredibly 100% uninjured. And his wheelchair, apart from some lost rubbers on the tires, was completely operational. Carpenter later noted that it was scary, but also fun the tires were replaced and Carpenter happily attended a muscular dystrophy camp just one day later. This is an example of a harrowing boost with a surprisingly lucky outcome. Want to be a part of a boost where a happy ending is guaranteed? Why not give us a boost and become a what's that smell panic pal? For a one time only non-renewing contribution of $35 you will help us pay for this whole season and make it up for all the other seasons you guys were real grinches about beforehand. It supports the time and expenses for production of the season and all of the Hard work that Pete does, and I pretend that I do. You will have access to live streams. Like, for instance, you would be able to be looking at a shock dado just today. Can you believe it? You will also have access to members only episodes like the COVID sessions and other bonus material to be announced. Pete, can you think of one other thing that is involved in this package? No. Okay. Well, it was a sticker, but that's okay. We'll get back to work. A sticker. And of course, we'll be your best friends. And you'll have our undying love. So please go to What's whatsthatsmell.net to learn how to donate again $35 and we will give you the world. And with that, on with the show. Yeah. Quiz time, Pete. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start listing things and you tell me what they all have in common.
0: Oh, goodness. Ready? I, I fail this every time. I don't think that's accurate. Is that true? Yeah. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Dark criminal. So far, so far we just have one. Oh, dark criminal. Mm-hmm. Industry. Mystery. Okay. Insecure. Uh, so far, the military industrial complex. Lupin. Love oh, great- Harry Potter. The Crown, The Expanse, The Third Day, Ozark, oh, Queen's Gambit, I like, The Politician. Oh, all TV shows. They're great t- TV Sh-t-tree, shows. Geary Haji, Medical Police, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, The Alienist. Yeah, they're, they're all, are they Netflix? No, they're stars. They're all on the, some other streaming channel I don't have. What are they? They
1: are, they are all over the place in all these different streamings. That is a very partial list of cable or TV shows that have been recommended to me by people that I love <laughs> and I trust and that I have not watched. And these are just the series. I'm not even including the mountain of documentaries and movies that are on my list for recommendations. Pete, we have reached what is called peak streaming, not Pete streaming, peak streaming saturation. And I'm embarrassed to say that it stresses me out. My anxiety this week is there's just too much great content out there to consume. And I am 100% falling behind. Okay, good. I love this. Real quick. I'm not alone, of course. Content aggregator, likewise incorporated, conducted a survey of thousands of people and found that 70% of average households say that despite having access to so much content, they often struggle to figure out what to watch next. And that was back in 2018. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Pete. What is your relation, if any, you can feel fine to just be like, take it, Tom, and just go get a snack, but what is your relation <laughs> to this fact that we are streaming, drowning in content all the time?
0: I definitely live th- live there, too. I have a lot, and it's it's to the point where I've had to, I have an app, I and I have picked many apps oh. to try, but this app in particular, in order to just track the things that I have started watching... So that I can know where I am at any given point, I just have so many because shows. Because without it, you could lose. I get lost. Track. Yeah, I would get totally get lost. So right now, I can tell you, I've. I and there are shows. They're like climbing mountains. Right now, it's oh, have you watched? Uh, so one that was often recommended to me was the Clone Wars, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, which is mm. the animated show that is in canon for Star Wars the Star Wars universe and it takes place between episodes two and three so it's in the midst of the prequel and that's
1: when they were like talking about the stamp act
0: (laughs) and so I was told you have to watch this but it's 20 episodes a season and there are seven seasons but everybody said you the last four episodes of that show are the best Star Wars that there's ever been like it's just but the best, but you have to get through all of right. But the you rest have to get through stuff. it. How do you keep track of that? So I have a TV app to help me keep track of that. It causes me great stress too. Long story short, we are uh... <laughs> simpatico. Okay, you brought up something that
1: uh, was exactly right. One of the things that holds me back is binging culture. When an entire season of something is released all at once, or if I have fallen way behind on yeah. something, it's too intimidating. To stare down the barrel of more than three seasons of something. yeah, And I absolutely have the time. I'm not saying, oh, (laughs) with my, of course I have the time, but it just feels rough. It feels intimidating and something that I just don't know if I want to tackle. For instance, as an example, much to the chagrin of my friends, have you watched Breaking Bad? Yes. See, Pete, that's great. And I know that because I'm on episode two, season one. (laughs) and i've been there for years i even know the language of the show cuz it's trickled down through other things ah. say my name i'm the yeah. one who knocks heisenberg i don't know what any of that means <laughs> i just know those phrases i literally don't know a single under what any of that means heisenberg i don't know if i'm yeah. getting there but the thing is i didn't watch it at the time one of the reasons i didn't watch it at the time is actually my grandfather my late grandfather was going through cancer and when it started it's cancer-adjacent, the show uh-huh. is. And yeah. so I just didn't want to watch that. And then I just fell way behind, and I've never caught up. And I'm just staring at it. It's on Netflix. It's at the top of my queue. And it will, st- will be there potentially for the rest of my life. Because I don't feel it's too hard for me to go just... In- I miss the weekly release schedule. Yes. That's what I miss. Yeah, I- if I, I wish that there were just more shows that I cared about that would release every week because then I feel like I'm on top of it. Do you and wish that they means-
0: could say like you could go into Netflix and say only show me one episode at a time don't even show me how many seasons there are or whatever just show it to me oh, as if yeah. it was a, that would be an amazing Netflix tool if I could just say Breaking Bad like then I'm not only show me at season one I'm staring yeah. at one yeah and then whatever day <laughs> whatever day I start Breaking Bad it will not show me episode two until that, that same day next week Somebody that in, would be great. Intern. You need to get right on yeah.
1: that. Or you can do an entire season in pill form. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, you took a
0: good idea and made it weird.
1: <laughs> One of the things that this leads me to, and I wanted to check with you, it doesn't sound like maybe you do this, but because I feel so overwhelmed and that I'm already so behind on stuff, and I'm a nervous person, and storming at the Capitol... One of the things that I do too often is I go back and rewatch movies I've already yeah. seen, which yeah. I love rewatching movies. That's important, but I'm doing it for comfort. And it's an instead of being able to choose something new. And all of those shows that I just said are, are just passing me by. Yeah. And I really desperately want to watch them, but it's just really
0: hard. Yeah. No, There's I'll a totally real mental block. For me, that show right now is man- for all mankind. What is that? It's an Apple TV Plus show, space, alternative future or alternative history, space race. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, it sounds great. (laughs) Add it to the list. Oh, my goodness. No, I totally get that. And if I could, because of that, I I cannot count how many times I've seen the movie Ronin with Robert De Niro. It is my comfort movie. I love Ronin (laughs) so much. Draw it again. Draw it again. Yeah. Right, they're
1: here And they kill each other with the crossfire. That's always a <laughs> great, yeah, that's a great movie. I like that We're
0: gonna movie. We're going to need cars. With a, It's going to have to be something with a little shove to it. Oh, I love that line. <laughs> it's got a little shove to it. So that's the same thing, because if you tell me, like, my wife and I used to watch Grey's Anatomy. Oh, that hospital drama, Meredith Grey and her <laughs> comings and goings. Amazing show. And then we got off kilter right around season seven. Yeah. I am not going to watch 300 episodes to catch right. up to present. I'm not going to do it. McDreamy's right. not even on the show anymore. Well, I don't even know what to say about that. Who is Mick Dreamy. Fleury? McDreamy. 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 Oh. <laughs> Not McFlurry. Okay. It turns out the whole show, she has a McDonald's addiction and an eating disorder, <laughs> and she just can't stop eating McFlurries. That's what it's about. What if anybody asks you, tell them that. Yeah. It's going to be great. So there's two things going
1: on. There's too much different things, and then there, each one has too many episodes. I found something interesting that I think relates to all this. In 2000, psychologists Sheena Indier and Mark Lepper from Columbia and Stanford University published a study about jams. Here's how it worked, real quick. On a regular day at a local food market, they set up a display table with twenty-four different kinds of jams. Then on another day at that same food market, people were only given six different types of jam choices. What was the difference between those two days? What do you have a uh,
0: guess?
1: know a jam I fight no is not idea. the answer. No, okay. yeah, because
0: you've already set me up for that. I have no idea what would be different. They were what were they even testing?
1: They found that while the big display table with 24 jams generated more interest, people were 10 times less likely to make a purchase, to
0: purchase any jar of jam. Because they had too many, there were too many jams. Having too
1: many options paralyzes the consumer. Yeah. So they were more interested. They showed up and they're like, hooray, hooray, jam party, and then pump up the jams. What? Yeah. So that's one. Too many options paralyzes the consumer. You go back and watch Ronin instead. Yes. There's another thing that's going on. And I want to see what your thoughts are about it. I'm sure this is like a well known thing that people have already said, but this just occurred to me. So, me, I get the credit for it today. <laughs> I'm the captain now. It relates to the social situation of watching. Other than flashes of the pan like Tiger King, which I still haven't watched it. I haven't Tiger watched it. I'm never going to watch it. I'm no, so glad i will never see talking it. about Tiger Thank God. I talk. know more about Breaking Bad than I do about Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> there are no real water cooler shows anymore meaning there's not any one thing that everyone yeah. is watching right. and so in order to participate in shared culture there's nine streams you just have to choose one and it becomes like a loaded choice of what if you spend like 22 episodes on something that's just okay and then everyone else watch something else yeah then you're just stuck right. on an island of who cares <laughs> so that's another thing that i think is going into it, it there's just that's a loaded choice there's more mm-hmm. pressure on what to choose
0: Somebody should have told Netflix that as they announced their, like, 2021 major film slate last yeah. week, right, with 70 movies, more than a movie a week. Is that uh, true? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, really. featuring all of them have Academy Award winners and huge box wow. office the stars. They're just major properties. And I will not watch all 70 of those movies, Tom. I just won't. No. Like, there's too much. There's too much to watch. And I... I totally. What if get there it. were
1: 70 remakes of Ronin? <laughs> I would
0: watch every one of those. I understand. Yeah. No, I
1: already know how it ends. <laughs> There's no, necessarily, no real big answer to this. And it, it is a problem of an it's embarrassment of riches. It's better than having no content. But yeah. there is one thing that I saw because I didn't want to go too research heavy into this, but there is something that I saw that might help as far as your mindset because it made sense to me. Have you ever heard of Nobel laureate economist Herbert A. Simon? Have I? He's my uncle. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Uncle Simon classifies consumers into two groups, maximizers and satisfiers. Can I just explain what each of those are very briefly?
0: Please. I have delusions of maximizing right now.
1: (sighs) Maximizers share similar traits to perfectionists. They want to know for certain that their choice is the best one available by considering all the other options. But, of course, with streaming culture, that's impossible. It is impossible to sift through millions of shows in a streaming platform's library. That's impossible. On the contrary, satisfiers don't stress over the quality of what they have chosen, nor do they compromise their standards. They usually just stick to their first choice that suits them and stops exploring further. Thus, they end up feeling more...
0: Satisfied.
1: Satisfied with the outcome. One of the things that I'm going to try to do as I move forward, maybe to season one, episode three of Breaking (laughs) Bad, is to try to take off some of that pressure. There is no shared culture fully. There's shared fragmentation of culture at all. And just find something that I watch. I think I'm letting my consumption control me sometimes. Everything is fine. You don't have to watch everything. And even if we do miss something like A huge event like Tiger King. Remember Tiger King? Nobody's. I know more about Grey's Anatomy. The thing is, it now nobody talks about it. It's just gone. It's gone. And they're planning a movie for it. I don't care about the movie. I don't care about that. Yeah. One of the good things is that things are just moving so fast that you can just go on
0: to the next thing. It's funny that you say that. Like, I'm, I think I am a third group where, which I am both a maximizer and I'm a satisfier. Yep. Yeah, that was number two. And but you put those together and you become a completionist. Right. (gasps) Oh, dangerous. It's very dangerous. If I start something, I have to I feel like I have to finish it. I have a moral imperative to finish it. And so when I start season one, episode one, that's the only thing I'm watching. That is the only thing my time will be taken up in. So that's how I can get, that's that's the binge curse, but it's also, not. I'm not just binging something on a Saturday, Sunday, weekend, just watch the whole thing. It's, I I don't have time to do that. So I don't make time for anything else strung out over weeks and months. Like, I just, I'll watch every, the only thing I'll do with my free time, if I have 20 minutes of free time, I'll watch 20 minutes of this show and won't do anything else until I'm done. And anything else, like, I won't Read a book. <laughs> right? Because like, you're that's got what I have to fight. Flag planted yeah. in this yeah. on one thing. One thing at a time. I have to finish wow. it. And once I'm done with that, then I can move on to something else. And if it if I have an audiobook going, I will listen to the whole audiobook before I can start another bit of media. And that's I yeah. think that's it's frustrating. It's so well, that frustrating.
1: Also would really would lead to the intimidation Yeah, and the reluctance to to start something new because you're just on an island.
0: Yeah. Right. And so yeah. I feel like now the, with the streaming wars and all of the different platforms and oh, do you have a free trial of HBO Max? And oh, they don't do free trials anymore. You better just sign up. And it's like that whole kind of culture. <laughs> like these of, flirty, these like flirty. Hey it's, <laughs> hey, it's me. Stars. Can I tell you? Does anyone know what something? I am? Canopy. Yeah. Canopy is. Do you know What's canopy? canopy? I know what the word is. Canopy is the streaming service behind. Library access. I mean, like public library access. Oh,
1: Canopy spelled with a K. I did yeah, know that.
0: Right. Why do I know that? I love Canopy because it is the only service, I think it's the only service that allows you to watch films at speeds other than 1x. Controversial opinion. Why
1: would you want to do that, Pete? Because you're a completionist. Yes. Yeah. You know
0: what this leads me back to? What? Film form everything in pill God, form you know what i didn't think i thought you were a real numb nuts when you said that before but now i realize you might just have earned the nobel yeah. prize
1: yeah now because you're over there like making fun of my pill form but you're yeah. watching ken born ken burns civil war eight <laughs> times <laughs> just letters no, of the inspectors.
0: there is no speed that makes ken burns fast enough <laughs> there's no speed if you speed it up your brain starts
1: making it slow
0: down yeah. <laughs> it'll slow it down and yeah. it will all be to a haunting violin solo i'm not kidding <laughs> so anyway i'm totally right with you i think it's I, this it's hard i'm in the middle of this myself every day and what's even funnier we're oh god so my wife and i have we have a show and I, I just mean a show that we watch at the end of the day to wind down. Here's the problem: is that my children are sentient beings; they have their own will, oh, and right. we, like ha- our show, our show was so, our show <laughs> was fantastic. It was the the Great British Bake Off. Do you watch the Great British Bake Off?
1: No, because I don't like sweets. Move on. No, just kidding. I, I, I love like Top Chef and stuff, but I, I like to pretend to eat the things that they're making, and I don't care for sweets.
0: This is like breads and savory stuff. You know, oh, I mean, it's not really? all it's not all sweet. Some of it's very sweet, but it's it is just baking. It's like baking meat pies and like pot pies and then, oh, and breads like and loaves things. and braiding things and doing incredible decorations and, and structural elements in baked goods. Build oh. me a building. Last night it was build me a box for cookies. But. The box has to also be made out of cookie and they have to be different <laughs> cookies. And so people are making like savory biscuit cookies, right? Like oh. savory tea cookies or things that are not sweet. So I would not don't make that a thing. Oh okay. it is wonderful. And that was our show. Me and my wife, it was our show. That was the yeah. show we'd watch at the end of the day. And then one yeah. at a time, my rug rat kids come in and like, what are you watching? That's really funny. I want to watch that. Don't watch it without me. Don't watch it. And then they've hijacked oh, our show. Took it away now from you. Yep. I can't watch the British Bake Off. And ridiculously my wife and i now feel like we have no show oh. we have no show there are uncounted billions of shows to watch and we feel like there's on. what yeah. is that brain damage what is that brain damage tom
1: well, now, instead of having your show, you can have your pill <laughs> that just you and your wife take. Start with Ambien, and then while you, you're asleep... Just go to hell
0: to sleep. Yeah,
1: yeah, watch. <laughs> That's nature's show.
0: It's just <laughs> dreams. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. This week's tune is Zombie Funk by Steve Poloni. I'm Tommy the Third, And I'm Pete Wright. Thanks for downloading. We'll be back next week on... What's that? Smell?